Hello and welcome to Chiba Chat. I'm your host Nick G. This is episode two. So, where did we go? What did we do? Uh, Copenhagen, man. So, it was my first time in Denmark. Went to Copenhagen last week with work and um, had a really cool time. Obviously, weed in Copenhagen, it was very, very easy to find. There's a certain area called Christiania that we visited that has got a green light district or a, a pusher's street, as some of the the, the the local police or the local people call it. By all accounts, that's what I was told. So um wanted to go and have a look, wanted to get some weed. Um, and yeah, so we did that. It was a cool fucking place. Um, yeah, Copenhagen. What do I think about Copenhagen? So first off, stoner problems, lots of fucking bicycles. Everyone's cycling everywhere. That can be tough when you're stoned. Um, bikes, cars. Now, there wasn't trams as well like there is in Amsterdam, but there was bikes, cars, and people to deal with. Um, but yeah, no, it was a cool place. It was really where we were. We were staying in the Marriott Hotel with work. It was on the water. Um everything was wide and open and spacious everything seemed to be geared up for a healthy lifestyle there was lots of public workout areas lots of places where you could jump into the river for a swim um, and get out by ladders and stuff there was plunge pools that had been built on the water there was swimming areas built on on the river it was brilliant Um, the people were really friendly very liberal Um, had no issue in stripping off naked and jumping in the water for a swim and getting out and drying themselves balls naked in front of everyone, men and women. It was funny. Um, Normal enough for for them, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, really nice place. The weather was nice. We didn't get rained on. Um, It wasn't freezing cold. Uh, It was crisp. But, um, yeah, it was a lovely, lovely place. But we needed weed. So... We'd been told about, I'd been told about Christiania in the past. I'd heard about it, I'd read about it, I'd looked it up. Um, Yeah, it's meant to be a cool place. It's a hippie commune. You can find weed there. They've got their own laws, they've got their own rules. It's very liberal. Um, It's a violence free area and it ticked all the boxes. we, I also read then that, you know, the drugs trade and the cannabis trade is run by criminal gangs, um, but they abide by the laws of the commune, by all accounts. So we were interested to go and see it. Um, we, I was with two colleagues. I was very open with them. I said, I need to go and get some weed, man. One of them I knew very well. One I was meeting for the first time. Just told him the truth. And he was like, yeah, man, let's go and have a look. It's uh, He'd heard about it as well. The taxi driver had been telling him about it. So he was like, yeah, it's something that I'm aware of and I wouldn't mind going to have a look and seeing what all the, all the fuss is about. So off we went on a little walk we stopped at the ATM on the way back it's all Danish kroner over there um, I think it works out at 7 kroner is 1 euro um, so yeah it was um, or is it 70 kroner fuck knows I should have looked that up really but yeah um, yeah no so a 100 Danish kroner was 13 pounds I know that from buying the weed so fucking do the maths yourselves man it's not that important just use google that's all i did um 
So yeah, I went for a 20 minute walk from our hotel, uh, followed the map the first day just to get an idea of it, but it was very easy to find. Um, stopped at the ATM on the way by, and then as soon as you saw it, you couldn't miss it, um, spotted it instantly. I suppose first it was the, the colorful graffiti and um, the archway on the way in. It had a big sign saying Cristiano, which obviously fucking gave it away. But it was um, it was bright and colourful. It was way bigger than I thought it was going to be. I didn't have a clue what to expect. I'd read it was a military base beforehand, but I didn't know what to expect. But I think the first thing was the smell. Obviously, you just smelled the pungent smell of cannabis and hashish in the air. Um, you could just whiff it before you even entered the place. So we were like, oh, it's got to be close. It's got to be close. And then you see all the big colourful buildings. So... Yeah, there's high rise, well, not high rise, there's multi story buildings. There's some kind of six or seven floors high. Um, there's a lot of single story buildings. There was no cars in there, there was lots of bicycles. Um, I saw a lot of tractors, I saw cranes in there. It was way bigger than I thought it was going to be. It was a real kind of village vibe to it. I think there's about 800 to 1,000 people that live there. Um, the next thing I saw was the variation of people. It had a real mix of race religion if any um color there was people dressed like hippies there was people dressed everyday folk and then there was what you would guess as kind of street gangs anywhere in the world where fellas with hoods up and snoods covering their face or it's only their eyes that are seen in a in a night tracksuit and a pair of nike max man it was uh, like anywhere else in the world where i've bought weed but um yeah everyone seemed there was a, a massive variation of people and everyone seemed quite relaxed and happy. The first thing I spotted, or we were told about, don't take phones, don't have your phones out, don't take photos of people. Um, they're quite conscious of that and quite wary of it. I didn't see many people walking around with phones in their hands or I think a lot of people heeded the advice. The local people didn't seem to have phones or they were put in their pockets. They weren't walking around. That's the first thing I spotted was the lack of cars and the lack of phones. Um, and yeah, yeah, I'm for both of that, man. I was happy enough. But um, yeah, that was the thing that I spotted. And then we just started spotting shops and restaurants and bars. Okay, this place is a proper little town. Um, they had shops selling brand like it wasn't a hippie shop selling secondhand clothes they were selling brand new vans trainers and um skateboarding gear and um just everyday kind of like a normal fucking shop that you'd find anywhere else in the world i wasn't expecting to see that on a hippie commune so i think that's what kind of caught my eye um there was lots of stalls around market stalls that were selling bongs and grinders and magnets and things like that um, and as we were walking through, I saw, I'd say in the first five minutes, I saw about eight people with big fat spliffs in their hand. So the smell of it and the fact that you could see people smoking it straight away, I was like, okay, I'm definitely going to find this very easily. Um, at one of the stalls, I asked a guy who was smoking a spliff, I was like, well, where do I find weed, man? And he just pointed over at, he goes, go over to that road over there. So I walked over to that road and then... All you could see were kiosks, I suppose, one-man kiosks. There must have been... the first on, on the first bit of road that I saw, there was probably six of them that I spotted straight away, and I just went over to the first guy. He called me over and goes, you want some weed? I was like, yes, please. So he goes, I've got some lemon haze. And it's 1.5 grams for 100 Danish krone, which I worked out was 13 euros. I pay 
So that meant I, I bought two grams off him. It was nice, it smelt good, it looked good, the buds were decent enough size, um, compared to what I'm getting in Ireland anyway. And three grams for 26 euro, I wouldn't fucking get that here, mate. That's double, I'm paying double that here in, in Cork. So yeah, it seemed like a decent enough deal. Um, I did notice that because I'd read before that it was kind of street gangs that ran it, I did have a good look at that. I did notice all the money holders, all the people that were holding the cash seemed to be of either Eastern European by their accents and they were talking to each other and their look, I suppose. There were there were Eastern Europeans holding cash and there was also loads of North African people holding the cash. But I noticed all the people that were weighing out the weed and giving the weed and talking to the customers were all Scandinavian kids. Not necessarily Danish, they may be from different parts, but accent wise and and again i'm being very stereotypical here just by the the way they looked i felt that they were they were scandinavian kids that were doing all the weighing and either eastern european or north african fellas that were holding all the cash so um but it was all very civilized and chilled and relaxed i felt grand um walking up and asking and talking and then i'm walking past and the next guy was like i know you've just been there do you need any more i was like no he goes i've got something different do you want i was like no i'm good man i've just picked up there i'm good and they were all very happy out and they were cool about it um so then we were like right where can we go and have a smoke of this now i was the only smoker but that was all i wanted to do it had been a long day we'd had fucking mess around with the planes and flights and going to wrong terminals and flying around heathrow airport it had been a long day i was like i just want to smoke a fucking jimmy so we walked all like i said there was no cars there was wide pathways and thinner pathways and everything led it seemed from the outside working its way into one central point so we kind of just followed the pathways and found the central point and we're glad we did it was like a massive beer garden had easily 150 to yeah i'd say let's say 150 different pub benches park benches seats on either side with the table kind of thing there was loads of them and then lots of market stall type food outlets there there was lots of pubs on the outside of this square as such um and we didn't want to get food there it was a hippie commune we were looking at going it could be a bit smelly we've only been here five minutes let's just go and get a beer so we walked into a pub um and they had 15 to 20 options in terms of bottles of beer in the fridge uh loads of different um loads of different spirits as normal like any other pub uh, and, and there are three or four different options on draft we got three pints of Tuborg that came to 165 Danish krone for for three pints must have asked about eight times the girl working behind the bar was stoned out of her head it was very clear and we must have asked her eight times for pint can I have three pints of Tuborg please yeah yeah cool I'll just go and get them and she'd walk off and she'd just start talking to someone she'd come back and get hey what can I get you I was like can I have three pints of Tuborg please yeah yeah no worries and she'd walk off and she'd try and get plastic glasses plastic cups um, out of the she'd go into a different room to get plastic cups for the pints and she'd come back and hey what can I get you yeah them three pints of Tuborg that you've got them plastic cups in your hand for oh yeah 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 cool I should have just got a fucking bottle but yeah we must have waited 15, 20 minutes and asked her and well, we weren't asking her and pushing her she just kept coming back and asking us what we wanted she was fucking off her box um, but yeah we sat down we got our pints I went and sat down on a park bench and we fucking or one of those pub benches like you would in any other beer garden in the world and I just started rolling up a joint I looked around everyone was smoking weed it was brilliant so we had a couple of pints 
and started having a good smoke and having a good look around. We spotted there was a load of kind of teenage kids or, or older teenagers. I'd say they were 18 or 19, but but again, they weren't fully grown adults or anything. They were they were they were young enough, and there was a lot of roaring, shouting, and the word in in a different language. I couldn't pick out what it was, but mama, 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 mama kept being said. So there was a few punches thrown in fairness. One lad said it was like what you're saying about my mom and gave him a dig and the other fella threw a slap back. But then that was it. It was split up instantly by by their friends and by a couple of other people that just seemed to stand up and everyone just chilled out. And that was split up really quickly. And then one was pushed one way, one was pushed the other way and they were outside the commune and we didn't see him again. So in terms of a non-violence thing, I didn't feel threatened at the time. I didn't feel worried about anything. Everyone was nice and chill. Everyone was having their own conversations. There was such a mixed variation of people there. Um, it all just seemed nice and relaxed, which was good. Um, obviously, we paid cash for the weed, but we could use our card in the in the bar, which was good. So in and out of the bar, just using a card machine like any other fucking village or, or town. Um, and got another few beers, and we went back and smoked some more drinks. And then... I was looking around saying, who could I ask here for a, about the podcast? I'd spoke to one of the people inside the bar. I'd spoken to a person on the table next to it. And I was like, listen, I have a podcast and I'm trying to interview people. It's more weed based. And I just want to talk about weed. And they're like, nah, man, nah, man. Nope, nah, nope. No one wanted photos. Everyone seemed very closed off. They were all very friendly and they'd chat to you, but they weren't willing to be recorded, I suppose. So um, that was disappointing. And then we were about to leave. We'd had three pints and we were about to leave. And we were like, do you know what? We're going to get some food. I've had a couple of joints now. Everyone's happy. And a guy sat down next to us. He goes, do you mind if I just join you? I was like, yeah, of course, man. Please sit down. And Davy was like, should we have one more? Should we go? And uh, that's my colleague. And I was like, yeah, let's just have one more. And I just had a feeling if a guy's willing to sit down and talk to us, then I might get some information out of him. So... Um, we sat, we had another beer, we were chatting to him for a while, I'd asked him straight out, I was like, well, how would you feel about being on my podcast? He was um, a bit wary, nah, I'm not sure man, I'm not sure, let's just have a chat, and I was like, cool, maybe you can just give me information and I can relay that back. He was like, yeah, I'm willing to do that. So we were chatting for 15-20 minutes or so, and seemed like a really cool guy, um, and then... My other colleague went in to get another round of beers and the guy who joined us was chatting to my Spanish colleague in Spanish. I lived in Lanzarote for seven or so years. I've got a decent enough level of Spanish, far from fluent, but enough to get by. So I joined in the conversation. So the, my colleague had left, leaving me, another colleague, and this new guy who'd sat with us chatting in Spanish. And after about five minutes or so, I just turned around and went, I'm fucking so disappointed. That would have been class for the podcast. And they started laughing. They were like, to be fair, that would have been really good the way we just switched it up and went back over. So I kind of went to him again. Are you sure you don't want to just kind of have a chat and I can ask you a few questions about this place? And he was like, do you know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. So that's where I was buzzing then after that. Um, so this guy asked me not to give too much away which is fair enough fully understand that um he was very wary of doing it so i'm gonna honor that and stick to it and i'll do that with any guest if you don't want your name being mentioned i won't mention names i can cut that out um so anyone i'm speaking to that's a bit wary and and may have a really good job and they cannot be smoking weed in this job or it may be a case you know you know there's different reasons right so this guy was happy for me to say that he's he's a foreign national in Copenhagen he's lived in Copenhagen for 
over 10 years, but he's not originally from Copenhagen. His name is Silad, um, and he was happy enough to have a chat with us for a few minutes, and I didn't want to take the piss and go too long, so I'd say it was about five, five, ten minute conversation. Um, and yeah, so I'm buzzing that that happened. So I'm going to insert that here. Obviously, I only had my mobile phone. I literally just press record on my mobile phone, so the, the 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 sound quality may not be as good as what we would hope, but that's what all we had to play with. So here we go. Here's what Silad had to say about Christiania. Peace. So you were saying there, it's a um, this was a military base, right? Yes, it used to be a military base, and then the hippies took over in the 60s. Okay. So they have been occupying, squatting the place since then, and cool. they set up a kind of democratic system. So you know, the, the hippie communes all over. In the United States, they had like thousands back in the 60s, yeah? But okay. out of those, very few survived yeah, yeah, today yeah. because people stayed 10 years, 20 years, then they got, got a job somewhere else because they had to, you know, they moved away. Yeah, yeah. And this place still remained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so basically here they have simple rules like uh, you own, I mean, you don't own anything. So you live in the house because you're part of this group okay. and it's impossible to get from the outside in. Yeah? Right. Because you have to be voted in and you have to be watched for and like a third of the community has to know you and this kind of things. Okay. Even for the Danes it's almost So does that impossible. mean you kind of have to hang around here a lot, right? And kind of yeah, spend time here anymore, without Not without anymore. Staying. That was like a generation ago maybe. Right, okay. Cool. Because now it's like a closed system. So okay. it would be very difficult to get a place to stay and only just visit here now something like that yeah, yeah, yeah but they have they have like 800 people living here they have okay. a kindergarten they have a cinema they have couldn't a, believe how big it yeah, was that yeah. was the thing and then when we saw pubs and restaurants because I've been told you know I'd looked up and I'd googled and I'd seen and I'd heard and for me it was where do I find cannabis when you're in Copenhagen this is where you find cannabis but I didn't realise how easy it would be that I'd walk in and just there'd be people there with little stalls going this well, is what's available know, it's smarter because it's concentrated in one place yeah, yeah so it makes sense yeah, it's running brilliant. around and being dodgy at every corner. Yeah, yeah, of course. You can have this dodgy place, and it's not even dodgy. It's not no, even it's dodgy. Kind of and serious. then you can come and have a beer yeah. and smoke a yeah. fucking joint and have beer yeah. and talk to people from all over the place. Because this is—is is this very touristic? Lots of tourists come here. It is here. also very touristic. So it's the second most visited place in the world. The first okay. one is the the you know, they have the Ferris wheel, you know, like not the Ferris wheel, but the, you know, the entertainment park, how they okay. call it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Is number one, Tivoli. You're right. And second most visited place is this one. Okay. So this is one of also the reasons that he's still around. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, you know, um, and, and so in terms of the, um, the but they the just locals of Copenhagen and things yeah, like yeah. that. What, what's the, what's their thoughts on this place? I think ten percent of them smoke at least, <laughs> and yeah, it's yeah. way less than it used to be. Mm-hmm. So I think here in the seventies, eighties, still it's okay to smoke anymore around. Nobody would mind. Yeah, yeah. The big, biggest chance of getting caught with weed is here. Yeah, smoke yeah, yeah. in the city, nobody would mind. Okay. Yeah. So if I take yeah. some weed back to my hotel and I come out of my hotel and just yeah. smoke a joint round the back somewhere by the water nobody was going to give a fuck okay perfect you cool. don't have to be too obvious you know like no yeah like everywhere else in the world right just play the game the man yeah of but course but you know if you're just nobody would mind perfect cool you um, don't have to worry about that yeah man and then like I obviously came in today and I could see people smoking big fucking reefers yeah. it was very obvious it was cool and I was like okay so then I just saw one guy I was like where do I get that weed and he goes over at them desks kind of thing so I walked around little desks there little little stands and um, I just went to the first guy because he goes yeah I've got weed I was like perfect so I went and got some lemon haze and, he, mm. and it was a, 
a fair amount. I think it was 1.5 grams for a hundred Danish krone or something like that, which you know, for a tourist price, probably. Again, I live in Ireland. You don't know how expensive it is in Ireland. 50 euros. Yeah, but 50 euros for 2.5 grams. Ah, mate, no. that, that was lemon haze, and it was nice, and it was a nice buzz. We don't, we don't have the, we we really? don't get the. Yeah, it's bad, mate. Yeah. Straight up. In England, you can get them. In England, you can get good weed, but we don't live in England. And in in, in Ireland, cannabis uh, only until maybe eight years ago was on was a class A drug. So you may as well get caught with more heroin than you would be with cannabis in terms of the drug dealer selling. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, exactly. The black market sort of thing. So here, I, ju- I only went to one place. Can you get different options on different stands? Is there? I saw a lovely bit of hash there as well. No, it How used to work? be much, much better. So from my opinion, I've also been this year to Amsterdam. I smoked some weed in Iceland. Yeah, yeah. Everywhere they had much, 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 much better weed. Okay. So because the police has been really trying to, you know, they had a very simple technique. They come every day or every other day, take all the stuff of the pushers, run after them, arrest people all the time. So this has been happening for the last three, four years. Okay. It's not the same as it used to be. This used to be a very relaxed place yeah, yeah, where yeah. the police came in maybe once every three months, okay. four months. So it, it really changed a lot. And also the, the thing is that I think uh, a lot of people went on uh, the whole uh-huh. thing. Yeah? Uh-huh. So there's way more money in that. So the nicer pushers were more. So when I Googled, more. yeah, when I googled it, part of the rules: no hard drugs, exactly, cannabis exactly. is cool, but but you're, nothing, you know. there's nothing else here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good thing. That's yeah, one. good. Okay, there's nothing it's, else. Yeah, like course. compared to England, and this of places, course, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're dealing with the same people. To I, get I didn't that know kind of until thing. I went to Australia. So I lived in Australia for like nine months, and then I realized that you know, a little bit of weed is not a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, 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 that's no. other stuff. Um, and, and just in terms while we're talking, right, you mentioned earlier you travelled a fair bit and you mentioned India and things yeah, like yeah. that and, and your smoking habits, right, because obviously we're here smoking a joint together and, and you said, like, you went to India and you like smoking a bit of hash. Was that, is that what I heard or not? Did I know? What's your relationship with cannabis? I love, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's a cannabis uh, conversation. What can I say? So I've been using it for quite a while. Yeah. I think it has benefits, but then also time away from it is very important. So I understand on myself, you know, I'm, I'm in a phase where it's probably going to be more without. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But of course, it's. A, so what would you say are the benefits? The benefits. Well, it maybe rewires your brain a little bit. Yeah. Also a little bit more relaxed. Until you get to the saturation point, because then it goes down, and then you get more stressed of it. So it's okay, like, uh, cool. And that was my next question. What are the what are the downfalls in in your eyes? And and thought, what 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 makes you take the break? The need for change. I mean, we, this is an altered state of mind, right? And as with every altered state of mind, it's good to have it for a certain while. But if you're always in it, then you don't have the perspective. So it used to give more perspective, but then it takes away the perspective because you're living in this perspective. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, I've been living in that one perspective for a while. Apart from, like I say, I yeah, went to yeah. Cuba for a little while, so I didn't. I took a break. I've been to America. It also depends a how well times, it works for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. an enhancer of the situation in life you have. If it's a relaxing good situation, then it's a good enhancement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if it's a stressful situation, then you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like anything, right? Yeah, like anything. When there's alcohol or whatever, I like that. Cool. Um, last question: Where, where's the best weed that you've found smoked, or, or what is your preference? Is it cannabis? Is it is it is it flour? Is it hash? Well, I had some very good hash in Nepal. Okay. Yeah, very good. Yeah, man. Um, like the kind. It's like the the rum in Cuba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can smoke a lot. 
out and you don't feel it in your lungs. And just wow, nice stuff. Cool. See that? I appreciate that, man. I'm going to stop recording. Thanks yes. very much. That was cool. So that was Silad. Silad was a cool character, man. He was uh, seemed very worldly wise, uh, well travelled, spoke multiple languages. Um, yeah, good conversation, man. He was a cool character. So after we finished recording, we had another beer, we had another chat for a little while. He gave us some um, some recommendations of where to go the next day and what have you so um yeah that's what we did we went back to the hotel we got a bit of food for ourselves went back to bed we had a day's work the next day and then that evening we said we'll go back to christiania for another quick little look i needed a bit more smoke so we made our way back we um i noticed on day two there was way more kiosks and way more desks than i'd spotted on day one um i went over to a different desk this time and i got some pineapple express off the guy and went to a second desk and asked him and he only had pineapple express as well and hash and i didn't want hash because i don't use tobacco so i couldn't really mix it with anything so um went to a third kiosk and uh, got some lemon haze again which was cool but yes yeah, certainly noticed there were way more kiosks this time we um, went for a few beers. We No, that's a lot. We went for one more beer. So we sat down, I rolled a joint, we, we drank one beer. Um, and we wanted to see different parts of Copenhagen that night. So that's what we, we kind of went and did. Um, I remember getting the beer. There was a diff- We went to a different bar and there was a different guy in there serving. And he... Um, someone came in and gave him a couple of space cakes they were his words he was like ah space cakes yeah he was speaking danish to the guy but um yeah so he had a couple of cookies um and he got me thinking of the girl the day before no wonder she was off her fucking box there taking eight eight efforts to get us a drink um yeah everyone was just off their head high as a kite happy days we were sat down having a beer um we did see this weird character turn up he kind of turned up and started moving bins around and taking his jumper off and acting a bit shifty and he was a big chap and he looked like he'd smashed the head off you um and i was i didn't know whether it was paranoia from the weed or gut instinct but i was like man i've my friends laugh at me and my wife kills me for it because I get us in some weird situations but many many moons ago I had a friend who gave me the best bit of advice ever he said when you go travelling do something that scares the shit out of you every day so I've got this awful habit of going oh yeah let's go there let's try that let's do that but sometimes you've got to follow your gut instinct as well and if I feel something's a bit shifty then I'll move out of the way fairly quickly um, and again I don't know whether it was paranoia or whether it was just gut instinct but I just said lads I'm not sure about that guy over there I think we should fuck off um, we've got what we came for um, a local kind of got up and approached that guy and had a word with him kind of saying you know yo chill out man um, and then he went off the the local went off and I don't know whether he was going to get more characters to kind of give him a hand calming this guy down or what but it just seemed a bit weird so um, yeah we headed out of the place um, we'd got what we came for we were happy out and then my wife rang when I was on the way out and again I don't know whether it was paranoia from weed or what the fucking story was but I was walking out talking to her on the phone and I just felt like everyone was looking at me because I was on the phone which was a bit of a weird situation to be in um and I remembered that I hadn't seen many people on phones walking, talking, 
a few people sat at the desk and things, or sat at the desk, sat at the uh, the tables having a drink and having a smoke. Were looking at their phones. They certainly weren't taking photos, but phones were there. But I didn't see anyone talking on phones or having loud conversations. And there's me walking out, and I was like, "Do you know what, love? I'll ring you back in five minutes." Um, so yeah, we left there. We went to Tivoli, which you heard Zilad mention there. Uh, it's an amusement park in in the summertime, um, or a, an amusement area in the summertime. It was all lit up, lovely. It was by the Grand or by the Central Station, um, huge Central Station in Copenhagen. Um, loads of big kind of government buildings around it. It was a real cool kind of architecture around, real old school. Um, but we went to the Tivoli place. Uh, there was a huge food hall there, um, and after a couple of joints, man. And I was happy out to go and go and eat. So uh, Tivoli Food Hall is something I'd recommend. It was uh, it had mutual seating all around it, but there must have been about sixty or seventy different food outlets within this one huge building that you could just go and choose and 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 pick what you wanted. So yeah, that was Copenhagen day two. The next day we had a bit of work to do and we flew home. So um, it was a cool trip. I would highly recommend anyone who gets the chance to go take that opportunity and go. Um, and go and visit Christiania, whether you're a stoner or not. It was uh, it was an eye opener. It's something that I'd never seen before. I think the closest that I could think of is probably Nimbin in in Australia. Um, but other than that, I've not seen anything like this before in my life. It was cool as fuck. I would highly recommend going to see it. I'd highly recommend Copenhagen as a city all around. Um, and it was a cool trip. So. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I've got another couple of things lined up. I've got a couple of remote conversations with people in the industry. I've also got a couple of chats with some mates that love to have a smoke and a chat lined up uh, to do in person. So they'll be coming soon. Thanks for your time. I hope you enjoyed it. Peace. And that's the end of the podcast. Thanks very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed having the conversation. If you want to stay in contact with us, you can find us mainly on Instagram, Chiba underscore media. Slide into the DMs there if you want. Or if you want to email and uh, give us a bit of feedback or maybe you want to be part of the podcast, then feel free. Our email address is chiba.media.420 at gmail.com. That's chiba.media.420, as in the numbers 420, at gmail.com. Peace.